came to America when he was six months old. He started as a stock boy at the grocery store. Eventually, he owned it. He turned it into the biggest grocery store chain in New York City. He now owns a real estate company worth over $2 billion. He ran for mayor of New York City. He almost won. You can't make this story up. This is the Cats Roundtable with John Katsimatidis. Everywhere around the world, they come into America. Good morning, America. This is the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis here. We have one great show for you today. Uh, we got KT McFarlane talking about the world and what's going on in the Far East or Near East. We have Dr. Peter Michalos. All, all of us want to live longer in the New Year's, some New Year's resolutions. We have Dr. Ben Carson on our education system for our kids is going the wrong direction. And we're going to start off with a, a long interview, but smart interview, with one of the smartest guys I know, Senator Joe Lieberman, about talking about the world. With us today is Senator Joe Lieberman, Connecticut, a Democrat, an independent. Uh, he was a nominee for Vice President of the United States of America. Senator Joe Lieberman, I hope we have a, a, a great New Year's. Well, thanks, John. Thanks for your, uh, uh, for your introduction, which is very kind. Yeah, me too. It's been a tough year. I feel like we're coming out of it, but boy, do we face challenges here at home and uh, obviously around the world. It's a very unstable time, and we, we need uh, uh, Americans to come together, which they don't seem to be doing politically, so that when we face our challenges here at home and our enemies overseas like uh, Russia, Iran, et cetera, we're always stronger if we're united. So that's my prayer for the new year and really for, for you and your family, John. And beneath all the headlines, family is still the most critical. That's the most critical. Society. Health for right. our mutual families in the new year is the most important thing to to to, to us amen great i couldn't agree with you more thank you thank you now interesting the last few days the uh, suez canal france italy and spain walked yeah. away from the united states of america it's like we don't like your leadership or something can you yeah. give us your gut feeling on that yeah, I was really uh, uh, disappointed, really upset about it. I don't think um, the problem here is the Iran-backed proxies who are threatening maritime passage, but uh, materials, oil, et cetera, commerce going on the waters. And most people don't appreciate that most of our commerce in the world travels by boat, and therefore the security of commercial maritime travel is critical to our economy, to the way we live, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. So now you've got this radical group, the Houthis in Yemen, uh, trained and supplied and, frankly, directed by Iran that are firing missiles and drones at, uh, first they said only uh, commercial ships headed for Israel or, or flagged or owned by Israelis. But now it's broader, and I felt that the U.S. really should respond militarily to what are 
military actions by the Houthis. In an earlier time, they would have been considered acts of war. But so, but at least the United States formed this, or tried to form this international maritime safety force to protect shipping, particularly in the Red Sea. And uh, the, lo and behold, as you said, uh, Italy, Spain, which was the other one, John, pulled out. Spain, and, uh, Italy, and France. And uh, why, I don't know. I, 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 you know. Every now and then I worry that the U.S. is being too passive in response to Iranian provocations and attacks on us, shipping American troops in Iraq and Syria, etc. But then it looks like some of our allies in Europe are even being weaker than we are. And uh, that's not the way to uh, fix this situation because weakness will be met by more aggression from Iran and their proxies. Uh, I know the administration keeps saying, oh, they don't want to make the, the war in Gaza into a regional war. But the Iranians have already made it into a regional war uh, with the Houthi attacks, with the Iraqi extremist um, or Iranian extremist militias in Iraq and Syria attacking our troops there every almost every day and they seriously wounded an American soldier just a couple of days ago we, we responded but not enough I, I think we've got to go and militarily strike back at the source of these attacks against us in the Middle East and that's to hit locations in Iran let them know how serious we take this why should we let them try to kill our troops and uh, we're, like, not, we're not going back to them. It's like we talked about last time. The uh, the four mullahs in uh, Iran are the uh, what I consider to let the Americans understand what it, what I mean is the Osama bin Ladens of 2023. You are absolutely right, John. The Osama bin Laden at the head of a a large country whose economy in some ways is suffering. But in other ways, because of oil and the price of oil and the way they managed to get other countries to help them circumvent the sanctions we and others have on them, they're, they're doing okay. But they can't do okay if we expect to have a world in which we and our allies in the Middle East, Israel, and the Arab countries are going to be safe. I mean, make no mistake about it. The Iranians hate America. We're the great Satan. The Israelis are the little Satan. But we're the big one, and their goals for us are, frankly, to uh, destroy our, our way of life. The, the, the president of Iran spoke at the uh, U.N., I guess, last uh, fall, or earlier this fall, during the U.N. General Assembly, and he basically said that the American system, which has dominated the world since the end of World War II, has failed. It's over. History has moved to another group, and, of course, he thinks it's the extremists from Tehran. But uh, boy, if that happens, it's going to be an America that is less free, less secure, and less prosperous. And we, we're, we just can't let that happen. Now, uh, when you, uh, uh, you were a Democratic senator in your entire life until the, your last term when you were challenged, and maybe that was the maybe you were the beginning of uh, of the left uh, uh, wing of the Democratic Party creating challenges for the common sense Democrats. And something similar is going on now. Uh, the Democratic, uh, uh, the they just voted to give Ukraine money for the war, and they also voted to give Israel money. 
but a right. small amount of money in comparison to what the real ask is. And what the GOP senators are saying to these Democratic senators, why don't you protect our borders, the United States borders, before we worry about protecting the Ukrainian borders? And we'll give you all the money you want for Israel, and we'll give you all the money you want from the Ukraine. Why can't they well, come to a solution? There's no good reason, John. You're talking common sense now. Too much of Washington is still, they walk in lockstep uh, to their party. But really, much as I support aid to Ukraine and Israel, I think right up there, equally important to America, maybe even a little more important because it's America, it's our own crisis here at home, is regaining uh, control of our borders. John, you know, I'm the grandson of four people who immigrated to America from uh, Central and Eastern Europe. I've always been pro-immigration. Immigration, new immigrants really helped to make our country strong and, and as entrepreneurial, innovative as it's been. But but you can't have open borders. You've got to have rules. You can't just come in here. And now people all around the world are deciding they can either for good reasons, that they want to uh, live a better life, or for bad reasons, because they want to come in here and cause us harm. They're coming from everywhere. They're coming from China and Asia and Africa. And, and uh, it's not just Mexico and, and Central and Latin America now. We've got to stop it. And it's only going to be stopped with a bipartisan agreement by members of Congress. And frankly, I would say to the Democrats, some of them anyway, are resisting this, that it's not only the right thing to do for the country to reestablish the rule of law at our borders, but frankly, it's the right thing for the Democratic Party to do politically, because if this problem is not solved, I will tell you that it will be as important when people go to vote in November next year as uh, inflation and the economy, because just I've never seen it like this, just out of control. And America can't handle it. So I I hope and pray that when Congress comes back, the Democrats, and it's got to be led by President Biden, he's the leader of the Democratic Party, will negotiate a compromise and come to an agreement that strengthens our borders and changes some of the rules on asylum, which are being taken advantage of now by people coming in and force our allies in Mexico neighbors to play a more aggressive role in stopping people from coming across the border. When you think about it, more than 10,000 people a day coming over illegally, which is what happened in one of the days. Out of control. Out of control completely. I mean, I, you know, I had a Democratic uh, former congressman on, and I said to him, give me a reason. Give me a reason why they can't sit down at a table and protect the United States borders. Right, right. There's no I can't get a reason. reason. But you know what? Because uh, each party, unfortunately, uh, and here I focus on the Democrats, tries to pacify, in a way, the most extreme part of the party. So there's a lot of uh, people on the left of the Democratic Party don't want to really have an agreement on border security. But the party, the leadership, and again, starting with President Biden, have to reject that. I mean, they have to do what's best for the country. And as I said, ironically... Yeah, you you happens, say it often. It's not about being Democratic or being a Republican. It's about being an American. Absolutely. 
I mean, this is uh, people are reacting to the immigration, illegal immigration, border security crisis as uh, members of one or another party. But this is a threat to America, and they got to take it that way and negotiate a, a compromise. And I hope and pray that they will do that in January when they come back. Now, you're also chairman of the No Labels um, Party right. or No Labels Movement. They were thinking about running a third-party candidate. Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, who is a common-sense guy, is out there yep. uh, making noises. Right. Robert Kennedy, I can't... You know, common sense. I don't understand why President Biden doesn't give him Secret Service protection. I mean, the, the man needs it. Yeah, yeah, it's probably right. I hadn't thought about that, Jim. Probably right. Well, uh, no labels. First off, thanks for saying what you did. We're not a party. We're a, we're a nonprofit group, and we're focused now on getting uh, a third line on the ballot in all 50 states. So we're making good progress at it, and we want to leave open the option to put together a bipartisan unity ticket for America. If if it looks like that'll be something constructive to do, and maybe we even have a chance to win, although history doesn't say that's likely. But honestly, I've never seen this much uh, anger at the two major parties and this high disappointment about the fact that we may be left with a choice of Presidents Trump and Biden once again. And, you know, on the polling, 60, 70 percent of the American people say, please give us another choice. So we want to get on the ballot so we can have the option next year, March, April, of, of doing something really unprecedented in America, at least since Abraham Lincoln, which is to nominate a bipartisan, really put America first unity ticket. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We haven't decided. Joe Manchin certainly deserves to be considered uh, as our candidate if he's interested. But there are a lot of others. Larry Hogan, the former Republican governor of uh, Maryland, is another. And there are some surprises people from outside of politics who also have started to talk to us. So we'll see. I'm, I'm grateful to be involved, John, in the No Labels movement. It gives me an opportunity after I'm out of elective office to try to get our politics and government back on the track where it's not all about party. It's really about what's what's how do we solve problems for the American people? That's what we're Absolutely. That's what and it gives us an opportunity to make a difference in the world. Amen. Thank you, John. Well, Senator, Happy New Year, and uh, may it be a good year for our country and uh, our families, and God bless you, and uh, we'll talk in the new year. God bless you. I look forward to it. Take care, my friends. This is the Cash Roundtable. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. Welcome back to the Catch Roundtable. At the stroke of midnight on that great big holiday, we're gonna have a ball, and that ain't all. I'm gonna chase 
With us this Sunday morning is KT McFarland. Uh, she served as Deputy National Security Advisor uh, under Michael Flynn in the uh, Trump administration. Well, KT, what the heck is going on with Mexico, with uh, uh, our Secretary of State that went down there? Uh, Reuters put out a small uh, tidbit that nothing happened. So what happened? Nothing happened. It was just a photo opportunity. And the reason nothing happened is because the Biden administration has reversed all the Trump era, um, all the Trump era um, policies of remain in Mexico, that all of the people who wanted asylum in the United States, they had to remain in Mexico, and then we would let them come in one at a time to check them out. The second thing that Biden did was he stopped building the wall, dismantled the wall, and now has opened the border. Now, until Biden, Biden decides to change both of those policies, the border remains open, and we're going to continue to have a problem. But even if President Biden you know, somehow has a miraculous moment of intelligence, and he says, we're going to close the border, we're going to have Mexico remain in Mexico. The Mexican president doesn't want to do this. So President Biden, he's in a bind because the Mexican president doesn't want to do it. President Biden doesn't want to do it. And what they're not telling you, this is very deliberate by the Biden administration and by the Democrats. They know they have an open border. They want an open border because they want to let in 10, 12 million people into the red states. They're going to then grant them amnesty, citizenship, and voting rights, and they figure that those 10 or 12 million you know, young men who are coming across the border will then all vote Democrat, and the Democrats will be in power forever. Now, is that, is that the reason uh, the Democratic senators will not make a deal with the GOP senators to fund uh, Israel and to fund the Ukraine fully? Because the uh, GOP senators, and I think they're right, want to deal on the border and and stop uh, our borders from leaking. Correct. I mean, that's that's exactly right. The Democrats want to keep an open border. They also want to appease the far left of their own party, the anti-Israel, anti-Semitic, pro-Palestinian wing. So the Democrats are never going to cut a deal on this stuff. Very scary, uh, KT. Uh, Let's go to the uh, Middle East. Uh, Things are out of control uh, in the uh, Red Sea, in the Suez Canal. Uh, why, why is uh, President Biden the commander-in-chief? Because I'm sure the, the generals and the admirals won't let it happen the way it is. Uh, our troops have had over 100 attacks, and nobody's doing anything about it. And then, and then you had uh, uh, France, Italy, and Spain walk away uh, from from Biden in the Red Sea and tell him, well, no, we don't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah, the problem is that by, that the Biden administration's approach to Iran, it's the same as their approach to China, is we don't want to get them upset. We don't want to provoke them. We don't want, any, we don't want this to escalate, and we figure the best way to keep it from escalating is to pretend it's not happening. And, in fact, it is, has, is having the opposite effect. As you point out, there's over 100 attacks on American ships, on American military installations, on Americans, and the Biden administration's done nothing about it. So what does Iran do? They think, well, we're going to keep doing this, or we're going to encourage our proxies to keep attacking America. At some point, probably in the not-too-distant future, Americans are going to die. A ship will go down, 
whatever these drone strikes are, something's going to happen, something big is going to happen. And then the United States is in the position of, well, I guess we go to war, right, if we're at war with Iran. What the far better policy would be to do is right now respond to these attacks, not by attacking or going to war with Iran, but by taking out, for example, where the missiles are launched from or where the drones take off from. Just we know where they are coming from, and we could, within an hour, we could attack those locations and take them out. That's what President Trump did um, when the, the Syrian president was launching chemical weapons attacks against his own people. We took out those airfields. We haven't heard from, we didn't hear from Assad in Syria for years after that. That's also what Reagan did in the late 1980s with Iran. You take out those sites that are attacking you, and then you don't hear from the bad guys. But the Biden administration policy of appeasing them and pretending it's not happening, oh, we don't want to upset them, is having, in fact, the opposite effect. It's going to cause a war, not prevent a war. Well, that's another horrible situation. Uh, And it's caused, because of what's going on in the Red Sea and the Suez Canal, it's caused oil to go up from $68 to $76 and uh, $8 a barrel, 100 million barrels a day. That's $800 million a day that some of the bad people are distributing amongst themselves. Exactly. And, and the problem with this whole policy of appeasement is Iran is just getting richer by the minute. The higher those oil prices go, the more Iran makes from exporting its oil. And as a result of that, Iran has plenty of money to support terrorist groups, its proxies in Hamas, and to spend on its nuclear weapons program. Horrible. Horrible. Uh, the new year is coming. Tomorrow is New Year's Day. Tonight is New Year's Eve. Uh, What would you like to say to the American people? I would like to say to the American people, don't lose faith. Uh, The American people have an enormous amount of common sense. Washington has no common sense. So if the American people go to the polls in November, choose a different president, we can go back to being energy independent energy dominant, the, the economy will be fixed, and we won't be on the verge of wars all over the world. Well, KT McFarland, Happy New Year and a healthy new year for your family and my family, and uh, God bless you, and, and God bless America. God bless America, John. Thank you. This is the Catch Roundtable. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catch Roundtable. If you ever miss a segment or want to hear it again, Go to WABCRadio.com, go to podcasts, go to minicasts, and play back your favorite segment. No more jumping, and the fireworks are through. Here we are, me and you, feeling lost and feeling blue. It's the end of the party, and the morning seems so gray, so With us this morning is Dr. Peter Michalos, uh, our in-house genius, uh, a historian. Uh, Dr. Peter Michalos, uh, where do we begin? I mean, uh, uh, everybody I know for the last uh, three, four weeks has been coughing, sneezing. Uh, Some have the flu, some have COVID. Uh, I had pneumonia. Where the heck are we going? What's going on with uh, uh, our uh, city? Well, what's happening, I think, is that now that we're coming out of lockdowns and uh, many of these diseases and viruses, as you and I have talked about, viruses have intelligence, 
Why? Because uh, one of the things that viruses do, imagine that when they infect us, uh, infect us, they know when a cell's already been infected and they bypass it and go to the next one. So to me, that's evidence of intelligence. And I think that they've been suppressed so long with all the lockdowns and masks. And what happens naturally is when people start interacting with each other and the temperature drops outside and we put on the heat and dry air and the inside where we know that when our mucous membranes are dry, viruses and bacteria are more readily enter. That's why we get sick on dry airplanes. When we have more humidity in the air, we get less sick. So what's happening is now all these viruses have been unleashed. They want to survive. They mutate, and we know that during all pandemics, they mutate to become more contagious because they want to live, but they tend to become less lethal. But what we're seeing now is all these cases of flu, RSV, and they're all coming out quickly as people are gathering again. People are excited to travel again. People are excited to go to restaurants and and crowded spaces. So we're seeing these uh, viruses. What happens is you really need to test early and treat early. And what we see also historically is with flu, for example, you get an influenza, but sometimes your immune system is weakened. And secondarily, what you do is you get a bacterial bronchitis or a bacterial infection. And we're seeing a lot of that in New York City where people are catching the flu or bad cold, and then they're getting a secondary bronchitis and cough. And sometimes it's lasting a month to six weeks. But when you treat early and you catch, for example, when you have COVID, you treat it really early, you get less a chance of going on to a a, a bacterial pneumonia. And also you have a much lower chance of getting long-haul COVID, which includes memory loss, brain fog, fatigue, heart problems. So we advise people to really try to test early. And I uh, recently, you know, I was trying to think about things that we can do. And as the new year is approaching, we need to start thinking about our New Year's resolutions. So I had some uh, discussions with some uh, physicians who uh, work with patients on New Year's resolutions and healthy uh, aging. And I was talking to Dr. Magdalena in Southampton and Manhattan about uh, anti-aging as an anti-aging specialist and Gloria Pope, who's a health coach to the stars and a personal trainer, and they were talking about how you really have to have a plan. You really should make a a diary about your health and document thing. You need sometimes to find a buddy, whether it's to do a, a, a diet together or a workout together, and everybody should invest in a scale because that really helps to monitor and give us something, and having a home blood pressure machine And a pulse oximeter is very important because if you get flu or cold or COVID, knowing what your oxygen is, knowing what your pulse is to be able to report to your doctor on the phone is important. We need to have a plan, plan our annual physical and schedule it now for the new year and get all the laboratory things like, for example, ask for some of the things that they normally don't do, like apolipoprotein B is a blood test that is a carrier of cholesterol that's turning out to be one of the best predictors for stroke and heart attack, and you can ask your doctor for that. Doing things like insulin levels, for example, can sometimes predict diabetes before it starts because your insulin levels are climbing, even though your sugar and your hemoglobin A1C, which tells you what your sugar has been the last 90 days, is normal. And another thing is a heavy metal screen. As we both know, you can end up having issues with uh, heavy metals like mercury, arsenic, and those things are uh, treatable as well. 
scheduling your colonoscopy if you're you know over 45 you can it's a preventable uh cause of death if you can catch colon cancer if you're a woman start your baseline mammogram at 40 especially if you have a risk of breast cancer 45 years old you should get it annually if you're a, a woman and uh what we need to do is look at you know look at our our our, our diet and what we eat because what we eat also affects our mouth and our teeth start for the new year's resolution to schedule dental cleanings at least twice a year i try to do it three times a year because they found that the bacteria that are in our mouth and our gums have been found in the plaques of uh, vessels in our heart and during people who've had heart attacks after they've done um post-mortem studies, they found that inside those plaques, the same bacteria that are found in your mouth, some of the bad bacteria, are found in heart plaques. Then wow. Try to, yeah, that's, that's really fascinating. We talked about the gallery test, which is a single blood test that can identify 50 cancers. I call it a liquid biopsy, which uh, I know several people who we picked up cancers on who I, I mentioned to get that test. And also consider, you know, we now know that 80% of our immunity is in our gut, getting a, a gut microbiome test, and you can find out a lot about what's going on inside your intestine if you have too many of the bad bacteria, and then they can even make recommendations on which probiotics you can take and which prebiotics. Prebiotics are the good foods that the bacteria like to eat. For example, Pomegranate has been found to be a great prebiotic, and it and it helps produce something called urolithin in our intestine. And that, guess what? It's been found to be anti-aging. So pomegranate turns out to be powerful anti-aging. We've talked about olive oil, and olive oil has something called oleic acid, which turns on sirtuins, which are longevity genes. And these are all very important things. The Mediterranean diet, keeping blood sugar low. A big article in Nature this past summer showed that the mechanism of aging is our copy machine goes faster and faster, and there's misinformation. And when it goes faster, it makes copying errors. And they found that sugar and rising insulin levels make the copy machine go faster and make us age faster. And then Doctor, you and I have uh, on about- the uh, on uh, doing that test for your gut viruses, uh, <laughs> do you go to a, a normal doctor or you have to go to a, a different kind of doctor? No, usually an integrative medicine specialist like Dr. Magdalena Swarczewski, she does it routinely, and there are other uh, doctors, but usually integrative medicine specialists take the time to do it. They give you, they order the kit, you put in the sample, you send it out, and uh, somebody we both know recently, their child was having some problems with eczema and anxiety, and they did that. They got the change, the probiotics, and guess what? The mother reported back that the, uh, you know, the the anxiety disappeared and their skin uh, got better. And uh, that's that's how uh, you you find out whether you have certain uh, toxicity. And uh, you can have small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. It's called SIBO, and you can diagnose that too. So we're learning a lot more about now, the gut. And- one more question. The you know we me and you talked about uh, and I. Uh, uh, alcohol in the gut kills a lot of good viruses. So me, I took a personal uh, decision and I cut down my intake of alcohol. Uh, the other thing we talked about at one time uh, is uh, a lot of the uh, Listerine type uh, uh, mouthwashes 
have alcohol in it that kills some of the good bacteria in your mouth. What is the ideal right. way to wash out your mouth if you want to go the the non-alcohol basis? Well, they have actually some very good uh, toothpaste, for example, that contain charcoal, and charcoal actually helps to remove a lot of bad bacteria. It also helps to whiten teeth. So, and there are also many non-alcohol-based mouthwashes available now because people are realizing that it's not exactly the best thing. For example, like uh, certain soaps tend to be extremely harsh, and the dermatologists don't recommend those anymore, so you want to use a milder soap. The same thing with, uh, with the uh, mouthwash. And also, uh, they have prebiotic toothpaste now and probiotic toothpaste, prebiotic toothpaste that feed the good bacteria in your mouth. Because when certain bad bacteria in your mouth are very high, they're indicative of other diseases, as we talked about heart disease. But they even found some certain bacteria that are higher. They're found in patients with pancreatic cancer. And also, sometimes with our modern diet, we confuse the microbiome in our mouth and the bugs. Like people who take artificial sweeteners, what happens is that that confuses the gut microbiome. It goes in our gut. It goes in our mouth. It sends signal to the brain that something sweet came in. Then your insulin pumps out, and our whole metabolic pathway is disturbed. So trying to keep those uh, bacteria in our mouth balanced and healthy are, are I got very a important ways. I took a sugar-free cough drop. Did that confuse my, uh, my entire mouth and gut? Yeah, absolutely. That's what the problem is, and that's what we're learning. And all these people going around with these diet soft drinks, they don't realize it, that it, it, your brain sends the signal because we have the gut-brain connection, and then it tells it, pump out insulin. Then what happens? Then you get hungry because you got to bring and drive all that energy into your uh, cells, into your muscle cells, and then the signal then goes up again, oh, we got to eat some more because we wow. have all this insulin Dr. out there. Doctor, have a happy, we're out of time. Uh, have a happy new year, and uh, may the new year be healthy for your family and my family, and, and uh, may we keep our listening audience healthier and, and do our duty to God and our country. Thank you so much. Troll is getting the truth out on the Cats Roundtable. Think positive and test negative. God bless. This is the Cats Roundtable. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Cats Roundtable. Great, it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes, an airplane, Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane, listen to yourself, churn world, serve its own needs, dummy serve your own needs, beat it up and knock, speak, grunt, no strength. With us today, this morning, is Dr. Benjamin Carson Sr., and he was the 17th United States Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. But how did he get there? 36 years a professor at John Hopkins, doing 15,000 operations and saving so many people. And now he is involved in education, professor or secretary, whatever is the best title. They're both good. <laughs> well, thank you, John. It's always wonderful to be with you. I love your patriotic spirit because... That seems to be something that's uh, being drummed out of our people uh, more recently. And if you don't have people who love their country, uh, you're not going to have a country for very long. That's what my concern is, and my concern is about our kids. 
are kids that have gone downhill and our education system in America has gone downhill in comparison to the amount of money we're spending on education. Absolutely. It's a, it's a disaster. And, you know, what's interesting is if you look around the world through history and you look at countries that have gone from free to socialist or communist, one of the things that's present in almost every case is the population is dumbed down. And uh, we're seeing that in our population right now. You see some of those men on the street interviews. You ask people simple questions, and they have no idea what you're talking about. And when people are dumbed down, it's very easy to manipulate them. You can tell them virtually anything. You can say, our southern border is completely under control. It's safe. And, you know, don't mind what your eyes are seeing or what your ears are hearing. It's it's good. Just relax. And, you know, they'll say, okay, that's what they said. It must be true. Uh, Doctor, you know, the, the number to me, the number one thing in racism, lying and taking advantage of uneducated people that don't know any better. Exactly. That's exactly what they do. And, you know, education is really the ticket in our society. You know, I, I listen to people frequently talk about the wealth gap between blacks and whites. But if you look at Nigerians who've migrated here, Ghanaians who've migrated here, you know, they have black skin. There's no wealth gap with them. But if you go to one of those households, what do you find? A bachelor's degree is the baseline. There's big emphasis on education and on family. And if you take traditional black American families who have those same values, you don't see a wealth gap there either. So maybe we're looking at the wrong thing when we're looking at the color of the skin. Maybe we ought to be looking at what people believe and how they're willing to work for it. But what do we do? The kids, uh, by the way, in in New York City, 40% of the kids don't show up for school. 40%. Yeah, truancy. Truancy. There used to be a, a big deal if your kid was truant. There was somebody at your house, and now there's no accountability for anything, including for education. You do whatever you want to do, and there's no truth. There's your truth, and there's my truth, and there's his truth, and there's her truth. You know, when you have a society like that, the mores quickly break down, and that's what we're seeing in our society today. But the the, the COVID the situation really shined the spotlight on what was going on in our schools and what they were actually teaching as, as opposed to what they were supposed to be teaching. And, you know, you can find the little kids and they all know what the proper pronoun is, uh, but they don't know, you know, the, the capital of Montana, you know, I mean, it's, it's very interesting uh, how this has all migrated and changed and it puts them at a severe disadvantage. Now, when you couple that with the fact that we have millions of people coming in through our southern border, and they're also infiltrating the school system, and you have to provide teaching in their language, it further dilutes the potency of our teaching in our public schools. So 
this is a problem that's going to have ramifications for generations to come. And, you know, if, if we don't correct this situation soon, it may be too late. That's obviously one of the reasons that at American Cornerstone, uh, we have such an emphasis on the Little Patriots program, the Little Patriots learning program, online uh, teaching program, the good, the bad, and the ugly about who we are. But there's a heck of a lot more good than there is bad and ugly. Our kids should come out and be very proud of us. There's a lot to be proud of in, in our history. And we have cartoons. And all of it is free of charge, by the way, because of wonderful people like yourself included who, who have helped to underwrite these programs. And this is what we're going to have to concentrate on. We're going to have to push back strongly against the Marxist, socialist uh, advancements that have been made in our society. And if we don't, we're going to lose our society. You know, freedom is not free. You got to fight for it. You got to fight for what you believe in. And in our education system, our freedom is under attack. Now, just in case not everybody remembers, you grew up and and you had to work hard for everything you have. I grew up in Harlem. I had nothing. English was my second language. I, I you know, my my parents brought me over. I was six months old. And we had to claw our way uh, to the top. Uh, and you have worked so American hard. Dream. Yes, the American we, dream still we, exists, but we're going to lose it if we don't work at it. Well, you, you got to work for it. But that's one of the reasons that so many foreigners who come here do well, because they look around and they say, you mean all I have to do is get a good education? All I have to do is work hard? That's it. Whereas people who are born here say, there's no opportunities. We don't see anything. Everybody's taking everything from us. And, you know, the new American dream has been, give me my check. Just give me my check and take care of me. And that's not who we are. That's not how this nation rose from nothing to the pinnacle of the world in record time. It was because people were dedicated to goals. It was because people cared about each other because we had a community sense of the overall good and not just me, 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 me all the time. It was because we were taught through our Judeo-Christian values to love your neighbor, not to hate your neighbor, not to try to cancel your neighbor if they disagree with you. And we're allowing ourselves to be manipulated on the basis of race, age, income, gender, religious affiliation, political affiliation, to make us think that we're each other's enemies. And those are the seats of destruction. And we have got to be smart enough to recognize that we're being manipulated into self-destruction. That's what I'm worried about, that we're not smart enough anymore. We're, t- we're tiptoeing through the tulips like, like everything is fine. But our borders are under attack. They're trying to uh, convert our children into dope addicts. And they don't realize neurologically what it does if they start smoking a pot at the age of 12 to 20 or 24. Absolutely. And then uh, allowing crime to run rampant, jeopardizing the, the feeling of safety that people used to have, all of which makes them more inclined to listen to somebody who says we need a different system. And I, I think there's actually a rationale behind all of these district attorneys 
who are letting the criminals go and that terrorize the neighborhoods because the ultimate goal is to get people so frightened they say we, we need something different. Well, we, we'd love to help each other. We should help each other do whatever we can do to help the kids in America. And uh, you know what I, I've been saying and I've been yelling about it? Let's take care of the American people first before Amen. we worry about uh, people from foreign lands. And this, this crap about asylum is all about crap. It's, there's no, it's being used against us. Our words and our laws are being used against us by lawyers and by so-called people that hate America and trying to destroy America. And, and we have to really concentrate on our kids. Because that's where it's starting, the indoctrination of our kids. The Bible says, train up a child in the way you should go when he's old and not depart from it. That's why they're so anxious to get in there and indoctrinate them. And that's why we've, we've written books, Why America Matters. Tell, tell more about people in your books. Uh, where are they available? And my New Year's Little resolution Patriots. is to help you more. Well, thank you. LittlePatriotsLearning.com. You can acquire the books there, also through American Cornerstone Institute uh, website, which is AmericanCornerstone.org. You can also see the cartoon series, which is Star Spangled Adventures. You can actually see that on YouTube. But all the all of that is free of charge. All the online material is free of charge, and we encourage people to take advantage of that with your children for homeschooling. Adults can learn a lot, too. I've learned, you know, some things. A lot of adults have told me, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And learning it with your children and, and your grandchildren is wonderful when it's done in a very positive way. And our recent book we call Freedom of Bark, in which it uses uh, a dog family to teach little children about freedom of speech and why that is so important. So it's done at age-appropriate levels. And I can't emphasize enough free of charge because of wonderful individuals like yourself who have helped to underwrite these programs. And it's spreading uh, very rapidly across the country. Dr. Ben Carson, thank you for coming on this uh, New Year's. Uh, and my New Year's resolution is to try to help uh, and help with our kids and make the American kids even better and to make sure they love America. All right. Sounds good. Take care. God bless you and God bless America. And thank you for everything you've done for America and uh, continue to speak out for America. God bless. If you ever miss a segment or want to hear it again, go to WABCRadio.com, go to podcasts, go to minicasts, and play back your favorite segment. for listening to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning. We'll bring you the latest in what's happening in our community, our country, and the world. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a nice Sunday.